Well, we have already heard a message from Paul in, the, in his letter to the church in Ephesus. Uh, we heard him talk when we started our series about uh, God's family that uh, is the co-heirs, both Jew and Gentile, that people of all nations are brought together in Christ. And so we're going to revisit Ephesians, this time in chapter 4, and read for him, uh, and he's going to talk about truth today. And so if you have your Bibles, uh, if you'd start with Ephesians 4, verse 14, we will read 14 through 25. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. Now this I affirm and I insist on in the Lord, you must no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of ignorance and hardness of heart. They've lost all sensitivity and have abandoned themselves to licentiousness, greedy, uh, to practice every kind of impurity. That is not the way you learned Christ. For surely you have heard about him and were taught in him as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourselves with the new self, created according to the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. And hear this last verse. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. The word of the Lord. I was thinking about truth and the kind of foundations of truth and how it affects the way we live. And I couldn't help but think about a game. And so I'm gonna explain the game and I'm gonna simplify it uh, for those of you who've probably never heard of the game. Uh, but there is a game that's very popular right now called Among Us. It's a little game of these uh, different colored characters on a ship, and again, simplifying. Uh, but there is crewmates and imposters, and it's kind of like a murder mystery game. You've got your crew members trying to make tasks to finish their tasks, finish their mission. All the while, there's a few imposters who are trying to eliminate crew members, keep them from finishing their tasks, and ultimately win the game. And so when any crew member finds a, a, a dead crew member on the ship, they can call a meeting, and every character who is still alive participates in this conversation about who do you think did it. And so people ask, where did you find the body? Did you see anybody around? All of these kinds of questions, trying to figure out who is the bad guy in the story, and you then vote, and you vote someone out of the ship. Now you might vote one of your crewmates off, which gives them bigger advantage to the enemy, or you might actually capture one of the enemies and send them out and perhaps win the game. Now that's the, the basis or foundation of this game, uh, but there's ways in which it can fall apart because you're expecting the imposters to lie. You expect those who are trying to be the enemy to say untrue things, to say they're in a different part of the ship or say they saw someone or didn't, or you expect that. 
but the game and our society falls apart when there is no trust of information throughout the whole system. Because if you've got 10 people voting and everyone is saying all sorts of false things, you have no idea who to vote for. You don't know who to believe. You, everything falls apart. And so um, there are serial liars in our world. There are some who just enjoy lying, who enjoy trolling people online, and they just take pleasure in messing things up. And if one of your crew members or one of your people on your social media page just likes throwing out things just to mess with people, it erodes your ability to trust and to know what's happening. There are abusers in the world who want you to doubt the reality that you're experiencing. And you might have seen something with your eyes and they say, oh, no, no, that's not what happened. And in the game, you might have seen someone kill someone and you go, I saw this. And then someone starts questioning it and they start making you question yourself. And there are people who are stuck in situations with people who lie that, that they start to doubt their own reality and they don't know what's true anymore. And of course, there are those who are set up against you who are trying to continue to spread misinformation and to make you not trust anything. Now, we've all heard stories about foreign nations and the espionage attacks of creating misinformation. And I think many of us assume that the point of misinformation when it comes at us is about getting you to believe the misinformation. But it's actually not. The point of misinformation strategies is to make you not believe anything anymore. That if I don't know which thing to trust, suddenly I, there's no story I believe in anymore. And then that's a stronger campaign against truth to just make you question the whole system altogether. And I think we are in the midst of what's not a game, a real life threat about truth. We don't know how to talk about what is facts anymore, what are truth. Uh, things that, that we can actually still disagree about of like, how do I interpret what to do with this fact? What's the best practice or strategy about responding to this fact? But we are so crumbling at, at the foundation that we can't even accept together, here are the foundational facts and truths to figure out what to do next. And so if you found yourself thinking, well, we, we just can't know, or we'll never know, or, well, you know, everybody's lying. You have bought into this post-truth world that is collapsing reality and facts and truth and is contrary to the type of kingdom that God has created for us to live in. We should be people who love truth because we believe uh, that our faith is founded on truth. And so in this, in this season, maybe you might fully understand and appreciate when Paul says, we must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. It is easy to be blown around in the information world that we live in. There's so much being thrown at you, ads and and all sorts of social media posts and people that you encounter. and We, we encounter so much uh, information. It's easy to be moved to and fro. And I love, there's so many places where Paul talks about, you know, we need to mature, we need to grow up, we need to develop. And he says, we must no longer be children. And I know in our faith there are some statements about it's good to go into God's kingdom as children. 
And there's also these other statements about you need to grow up. Uh, and so we get confused about what, which metaphor to live under. But, but here Paul's saying children don't know how to discern what's true and what's real in this world. We got to grow up. We got to figure out what is true and stop being tossed to and fro, blown about by every wind of doctrine. And I'm sure that whether you can notice it in your own life, realizing moments that you've kind of followed the wind of whatever conversation was happening, or you've seen people in your life, uh, it is an easy season to be tossed about. Um, some of those things are, are not just generic, ignorant kind of winds, but actual deception, trickery, craftiness, deceitful scheming. And so into that world, Paul invites uh, his, his community that he's writing to to resist that temptation of, of mistrust, of falling after every sort of doctrine that comes your way. And he says, I must affirm and insist on in the Lord, uh, you must no longer live as Gentiles live. And I'll pause. Um, you might just take this as, man, Paul's really being anti-Gentile here or something. Paul has a, an ability to critique anybody and everybody, including himself and his own former life. Uh, so he has plenty of places where he critiques others, but what he's trying to get at is for those who didn't know about God, who weren't informed or on that foundation of who God is through scripture, through the history of, of the people of Israel, without that foundation, without that cornerstone, you, you start um, seeing practices and ways of life uh, that don't live into what God expects and hopes for. So you must no longer live as Gentiles live in the futility of their minds. Uh, Living outside of God's reality, and his phrasing here, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of that, uh, either their ignorance or hardness of heart. And so if you haven't been plugged into uh, God's teaching for your life, things might grow dim, they might grow hazy, you might not know what to believe, uh, you might start uh, falling short of what you might be able to live into or what God is inviting you into, either through ignorance or through the hardness of your heart. And I think about all of the churches in the world that, you know, that we are called to live so much more than what we often live out, uh, but how many of us don't actually spend much time invested in uh, spending time in scripture, spending time in prayer, spending time developing our spiritual lives and allow ourselves to get blown about uh, in the winds of this world. And so Paul says, if you're in that, if you've lost your way, if you're not founded in God's teaching and scripture, you might have lost all sensitivity and abandoned yourselves to all sorts of impurities. Uh, and I love how, matter of fact, he says, that is not the way you learned Christ. And I'm sure he's calling on some common tradition of when he used to be in that community before he's traveled elsewhere. He's like, I know how we started this community. We started on Christ. We started on the teachings uh, that are true and faithful. Why have you disappeared from it? Why have you wandered away? Um, because if you're not locked into uh, something trustworthy, you might find yourself blown around in the world. And, and what ends up happening is whatever you believe while you're kind of floating in the air being blown around, you're just looking for things that agree with what you already think 
and you start confirming your biases from whichever angle that you have, and you don't find any sort of route to critique or challenge some of the systems or the ways of being or the ways of living uh, that might still need critiquing in your life. We live in a world that is very obviously divided, polarized, and there are different sources of information that contribute more or less to that division towards those polarizations. And how well are we spending time in our scripture and how well are we looking at what sources am I listening to? What sources am I watching? There are plenty of news sources or blogs or YouTube videos or you know, books. There's sources of information out there that are intending to divide people, to uh, demonize other people, to s- treat some people as subhuman. You know, if, you're, if the, the source of information you get about the world around you makes someone that's in a different political party seem like they are subhuman, you should critique that. You should ask yourself, should I be watching this program if it's making me hate someone that I disagree with? Uh, because we have been poisoning, our, we've been poisoning ourselves on types of of information that is just causing us to hate more instead of to love more. And I was in a a kind of forum recently, and I mentioned I think a few weeks back about this race and justice forum on uh, from American Baptist churches of Michigan and Indiana and Kentucky and Minnesota and a few other places. Pastor Derman Gray was the uh, leader of that discussion, and he is a pastor of Transformation Church, I believe in Charlotte, North Carolina, and he just said something kind of matter-of-fact and went on, and I, I, I asked him a question when he went into Q&A time of, can you revisit this? Uh, but he just wanted to charge the church with, he's like, you know, if you're spending all of your time, and in his ways of framing this, he said, if you spend all of your time watching uh, Fox News or MSNBC, and pick which kind of far left and far right platforms you want to put into that. He's like, if you spend all of your time in that, it is no wonder why you start to not love your neighbor, your brother, uh, why certain toxicities start to emerge in your life. If you get too polarized in the stuff that you consume, the harder it will be to live out your calling in Christ. Now he says this, and I ask him, you mentioned earlier, Pastor Derwin, you mentioned earlier that we are being poisoned by some of these sources that we listen to, and you said Fox News and MSNBC. I was like, but how does that look in reality? How do you do that? And he said, I tell them stop watching it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, and I realized some of the culture difference of, of certain communities of how much easier it is of just saying, hey, if this is hurting you, stop. But the truth is, is we do consume things, and it doesn't even matter necessarily. I mean, you pick your platform. If you find yourself finding it harder to love someone, you should question what you are watching, what you are reading, what you are listening to. Um, Truth matters. Facts matters. You should care about sources that give you strong, factual information. And there's a difference between the factual information and the kind of interpretations on best processes, best practices of what to do with that information. Uh, But 
we need to be examining what things are feeding my life, what things are feeding my truth. Uh, we live in a society that doesn't want to spend as much time reading. Right? I mean, it's just, just a sad reality. We don't read as much. Uh, we like short snippet, you know, if I can get a 30-second video, you know, if I can get a tiny video, if I can get a news headline. And Twitter just recently changed their practices that if you retweet a story without actually clicking the link, it asks you, are you sure you want to retweet this? You haven't even read the story. Because we, we just don't have the attention span to actually get into facts, get into uh, what's going on here so I can build an interpretation off of it. And so when we give off our fact-checking lives and we just let someone interpret it for us, we give over their interpretation to affecting the way we see the world. And as the church, we need to be grounded more in Scripture. Uh, and the, the sad reality that was a part of that race, just race forum discussion with Pastor Dermot was, how on earth is a church supposed to form people if you've got a 30-minute sermon Maybe you have another Bible study or some other group for an hour a week, but if you spend a few hours a day watching some other news source, it, it is more informing your life than your Christian calling. And we need to think about what do we allow to speak and inform the way we see the world. And so Paul has some pleas for the church. He talks about, here's the messy, winds blowing to and fro. How do I know what to believe? Here's what he says. He says, put away your former selves. He says, that is not the way you learned Christ, for surely you have heard about him and were taught in him as truth is in Jesus. You were taught to put away your former way of life, your old self, your corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to clothe yourselves with the new self, created according to the likeness of God and true righteousness and holiness. How much do we pray each day saying, God, put away my old self? We usually like, can you coddle my old self? But Lord, put away my old self, my old way of thinking. Help me to be renewed into your way of thinking and seeing the world. And where is that going? Where is that leading? Paul calls us to grow into Christ. If you're looking for a target of what should I learn how to grow into, Paul says, but speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head and to Christ, from which the whole body joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. Don't we need to build its, our, our, our body, our neighborhoods, our families, our communities, our churches together in Christ and love into Christ as the head? I love that you can be a hand, you can be a foot, you can be different parts of that body, but you have the same head that you were growing into in Christ. What is feeding and, and nurturing and nourishing you and what is growing out of you? Are you growing into that truth and love and righteousness? And so put away that former self, grow into Christ. And I just love the last verse that we read today. I, I really felt like if you want the dramatic sermon, just read this one verse and just walk out. <laughs> because you can really contemplate and sit on this verse for as long as you need. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors. 
for we are members of one another. It's this family community call. Everybody needs us to speak truth uh, because when we don't speak truth, we speak harm and we harm each other in different kinds of ways but if we're not founded in truth, only pain will come of that. So put away all that falsehood and I know that each of us, I'm sure, has in our own way shared falsehoods, whether through ignorance or hardness of heart or whatever it is, sometimes even intending to spread truth, we have still fallen short of it and spread falsehoods. Sometimes that's in our speech, sometimes that's in the way that we live, sometimes that's on our social media walls. But let us put away falsehood and let us all speak the truth to our neighbors for we are members of one another. I can't help but think about a memory I had of, uh, I was with a, a ministry team that was helping feed uh, people who were living on the street. We were kind of, you'd go from like under the bridge to this other spot and you kind of move from one spot to the other. So you kind of get in a car, maybe you got a minute of driving, stop, minute of driving, stop. Well, I get in the car and it's the first, first time of getting in this car with this group of people that I didn't know very well. And in that minute, I really lost count. I, I don't know even how to count how many false things I heard. Uh, and, and it was like a word vomit of like one person who realized that somebody else had believed all the same stuff. Like, oh, and then just like all of these conspiracy religious things just kind of came out. Things like, did you know like the first verse in Genesis even says Jesus' name in Hebrew? And you're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> just like, I know I've translated that verse. I could just tell you, no, that that's not true. And just all of this stuff just piling. And I'm in the midst of like, you know, university studies and stuff at the time. And I'm just like, what on earth do I say? <laughs> like, which thing do I address? I don't even know. And I remember just kind of thinking like, God, like, what am I, what am I supposed to do or say in the midst of this? And so I think it's the next little stop or the next ride or, I started hearing the person next to me talking about community of people who had, had not listened to him, people who hadn't believed or had pushed him away or, and all of this kind of like community problem. And I realized I wanted to ask and invite a discussion around community because you need a community in which it's safe to ask questions, where it's safe to point out, you know, I don't think that's actually accurate and, and have a discussion. But if I point out it's not accurate and then you just leave, Where's the chance of change? Because we're so quick to rush off. And so I just said, you know, I hope that you know, whether it's me or whether it's Pastor so-and-so, you are always welcome to come to talk, to ask questions. We might not always agree on everything, but it is a safe place to seek out truth together, to ask questions. Uh, because I don't think there's any sort of just critique or sort of other way of addressing all of the inaccuracies because as soon as I were to say something about, you know, that's not true, I just become one of those people who say that's not true and I'm pushed away, I'm discounted, they're just going to leave. Uh, because conspiracy theorists don't get to where they're at because of logic. You're not going to convince them otherwise based on logic. There's something about loving truth that comes from a place of community that realizes our shared relationships that maybe invites a chance of change. 
But if you can imagine if someone doesn't believe reality around them and they're not going to trust the government and they're going to spread all this fake stuff, well, who's going to figure out how to stop that? Uh, and so if you're Facebook or your Twitter, I mentioned earlier Twitter saying, are you sure you want to retweet this? If you're Facebook and you are the number one source of misinformation in the world because it has become an aggregate of people to post news stories and people aren't even reading past the headlines and you're a platform and you say, how do I stop people from spreading false information, especially during a pandemic? And then you start trying to figure out how to do the gatekeeping work of, hey, this isn't true. I need to warn you. Now you're just a part of the government and the, the, the powers that are gatekeeping. And now I'm going dis- I'm, I'm to disregard you. And if you as an individual start saying, this isn't true, now you're a part of the gatekeeper. And we're all stuck in this current season in this world in which truth is fractured. And what is it to call people to stop spreading falsehoods? Let us speak the truth to our neighbors for we are members of one another. I, I have a hard time sitting with all of the inaccuracies and we're all kind of faced with, do you want to hide people in your life, whether in real life interactions? Do you want to hide their social media posts? We are in a time in which truth uh, is under attack, and it's always under attack, but it fe- is felt even more right now. What are you doing in the midst of that distrust of even basic facts? I think we are called to resist the corrosion of truth and to build up relationships that speak truth and speak it in love, not just shouting at people, but speaking truth because it's from a place of love that I want you to grow into uh, the person that God is inviting you to be. Uh, I, I was just startled by this verse from Paul, speak the truth to our neighbors for we are members of one another because that seems so much more wide like inclusive, it's not just speak members to one another in this church, but like your neighbors. And Augustine in the late 300s, early 400s talks about this. He says, quote, each of us should consider everyone as we wish them to become, even if they don't become so. We ought to deal with a person in such a way that, that they will cease to be an outsider. Regard them as your neighbor already rather than as an outsider. And so when you speak the truth in love, how do you see that person as not outsider, not as other, but as a member of that same body, that same family as you? So what can we do? I want to invite you to be intentional about where you are seeking truth in your life. Uh, we are doing a weekday devotion in which I'm, I'm inviting you into just spending some time in scripture every day. Because our lives, it's amazing how it works. Our lives are so much different when we actually spend that intentional time in prayer, reading scripture, because we are bringing that framework, that way of seeing the world into our everyday life. And so I invite you to spend time in scripture and prayer every day. I invite you to think about the sources of information you consume, uh, because there are so many types of sources out there consider what helps you understand the world factually and what helps you love people in your life. I invite you um, to accept facts even when they are hard because there's a lot of truth that is uncomfortable 
whether it's in our own lives or our history or uh, the world around us, if you want to hide from a truth, your system is not, uh, is not very strong. It is a strong, healthy system to be able to say, I see this fact that doesn't look good on me, and I'm going to deal with it instead of hiding from it. Uh, our interpretation is not good if it rejects facts. Speak the truth with love, even when it feels hopeless. I don't know about you, but there are moments that feel hopeless where how am I ever going to have a conversation with this person where we're not just so at the foundation at odds with each other's uh, way of seeing the world, Uh, but commit to speaking the truth and love and seeing your neighbor as a member of the body of Christ, even if it's only in that potential sense. And lastly, I just want to end with that verse from Ephesians. Just let Paul's words rush over you. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Join me in prayer. Lord, we confess that we are not always truthful. Lord, I know that there are times in my life where I have said things falsely, whether it's to save myself, to try to avoid harm that I imagine for someone else. Lord, we so often spread falsehoods also out of ignorance. And Lord, I ask that you would help us to see those moments in our life, to resist them, to turn from them, But we also thank you for the grace in which you are forgiving and merciful and continue that relationship with us even when we speak falsely and sometimes speak falsely about you. Lord, we ask that you would let our lives live out the truth of your gospel, that you would let our words announce the reality of your kingdom and that we might not give up hope and speaking truth with love to everyone in our lives. Lord, help us to resist the urge towards pain and harm and distrust. Help us to find our hope in you. Jesus, it's in your name that we pray. Amen.